I mean, didn't come out strong enough. Just kind of snowballed. They scored one, they scored two. Good response in the second and third, but I mean, just can't start like that. The majority of the year we started well. Just got to find a way to get back to it. I mean, there's not not much else to say. It starts with us leaders. Uh, we got to step up. We got to play better, and uh, it falls on falls on our shoulders. Well, Robert Thomas summed it up there for the St. Louis Blues as it was another tough one on this road trip. And the Blues fell to the Los Angeles Kings by a score of 5-1. to one. Hello, everybody. I'm Chris Kerber. Welcome into Curbside Reaction, your next day postgame podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. The Blues fall to the Los Angeles Kings by a score of 5-1. to one. That's back-to-back games to open up this road trip where they have lost by that exact same score and now have been outscored in their last two games in San Jose and Los Angeles by a total of 10-2. to two. It did not go well from the Blues. Two early goals won a power play, followed by another one nine seconds later at even strength, and the Blues were chasing the game right from the start. And now 16 games in, there has still yet to be a lead change between the Blues and their opponent during regulation or overtime. Quite a phenomenal stat when you think about it. Let's get you right to the highlights from last night. Kempe at the right point, holds it in for L.A. on the power play. Down to Kopitar. In front, knock loose. They find the rebound, and Quinton Byfield scores. With 12 seconds to go in the penalty to Lenny, the Kings score first. Byfield's third of the year, his first power play goal this season. And it's 1-0 L.A. So the Kings get a back shoot and score. That's a frustrating one for Bennington. Lizak fanned on it and it floated past Bennington. And the Blues are in a hole early. 17-16 to go. It's 2-0 L.A. Now to Shen. Up the wing. Passed away. Here's Kempe. Short-handed breakaway. In on Bennington. Shoots 3-0 L.A. 6.23 to go in the first period. A short-handed goal by the L.A. Kings has given them a massive lead. Dumping by the Blues. Goes right to the Kings, and it's coming right back out to center ice. Jordan Spence over the line to Dubois. Into the Blues zone. Backside shot score. 4-0 L.A. 4.40 to go in the first period of play. Roy makes the play to the out corner. It's come on. Here it is. Fiala. Another short-handed breakaway. Shoots. Let's it go wide of the net. Krug held it in, but then lost an edge. Short-handed, two-on-one, L.A., Kopitar, far wing, and it exploded off of Kempe. Missed the net. So the L.A. Kings have had an amazing short-handed chance on every single Blues power play. Kings in, Fiala shoots, scores. Another turnover leaving the zone, and the Kings come right back in, and Fiala finally cracked it in. Fourth of the year for Fiala, and the Blues trail 5-0. Neighbors brings the puck in, shoots, he scores! What a shot. Jake Neighbors makes sure it's not a shutout in L.A. tonight. Shoots it past Talbot, and it's a 5-1 game, 3.53 to go. Well, the L.A. Kings beat the Blues here tonight by a score of 5-1. The Blues drop to 8-7-1. The road trip opened with a chance to move to four games over 500. They will now continue with the Blues sitting just one game over. 500. Well, we'll get into the locker room here in just a moment, but right after the game, there was a lot to unpack, and we started with the big picture of this road trip with Joe Vitale. The biggest thing was slow start. You know, we looked at the San Jose game a couple days ago in the Shark Tank, and the Blues allowed that first goal early, and then 
Uh, San Jose continue to build in that second period. Two goals in that second period for San Jose. Put Blues back in a hole they couldn't claw out of. And in this one, instead of the second period, it was the first period. It was early and often for L.A. They came out humping and pumping. Uh, they were all over St. Louis, played on their toes, got on the board early. Uh, the Lazat was a bit of a soft goal, but that was the second one. And then, of course, they continued to build from there. And unfortunately for St. Louis, two games in a row curbs, uh, both ending 5-1 to one like we saw here tonight. Uh, on both games on this road trip being outshot right now are now scored 10 to 2 uh, not how you wanted this one to start and another big test tonight against the Anaheim Ducks so the Blues have got to start getting refocused here if they want to make some noise here on this road trip we saw in the third period obviously the Blues at that point down by a score of 5 to nothing we saw some line changes to try and change things up yeah Jordan Cairo of course with Thomas and Buchnevich this is going to be a trio we see tomorrow night on this quick turnaround here as they face the Ducks I thought they looked very good there was a change that Craig Brew made in the second period. I thought they really started to establish some offensive zone time. We saw the chemistry passing between Thomas and Kairou Buchnevich. Uh, we saw some power play execution that started going in the right direction. Uh, Kevin Hayes missed an empty, door, empty net back door. We saw uh, Robert Thomas couldn't slip one pass on the backside from Braden Shen as well. So power play had some decent looks, uh, but that top line certainly looked like they had some really good momentum in this game. And they built on something there, which I think they're going to need to carry over into tomorrow's game. I thought the Kevin Hayes with Verana and, and also Torvchenko trio really had some really nice moments in that third period there as well. And, and how about Scott Prunovich uh, logging some big-time minutes there with Colton Pareko. Second half of that second period all the way through the third, uh, logging him up there with Colton Pareko as Nick Letty took a step back with Robert Port Tuzo, which you talk about players stepping up in some trios and pairs looking good. I thought Scott Prudovich really, really made some noise here and definitely stood out and made some great plays. Well, with the Blues playing tonight against the Anaheim Ducks, when you try to chase a game, sometimes those ice time minutes can get a little bit lopsided. You start double shifting a, some of your top players. You're getting them out there as much as you can. It's not that kind of a luxury when it was down 4 nothing. I think the St. Louis Blues in the end did a pretty decent job managing the minutes the rest of the way through, knowing that, okay, if this one has gotten out of hand, save something in the tank for tomorrow or for what will you know be tomorrow night. Well, it's a great point. You know, and Nick Letty with 20 minutes here and Tory Krug, 20. You know, Justin Falk just over 20 at 21. So, yeah, you got some definitely some balance there. You still got Colton Pareko who crept in at 24, but he's a horse that can go the distance. But again, I just I love the way they use Scott Prudovich here. I thought that he's a player that's continuing to trend up in the right direction. And listen, you're already down five nothing. Give the young kid more ice time. Let him go out there against Dubois. He shut him down really hard in the third period off a great little corner play. Uh, going up against the speed of Adrian Kempe. You know, you see his speed, you see his creativity. He made some exceptional offensive zone passes there as well. This young kid right now, he just needs to stay healthy and find some confidence because once he does those two things, uh, he could be a great defense in this league. So I love the way that Mike Weber used him. All right, from that standpoint, there was a defensive change here in Los Angeles. Marco Scandella was a healthy scratch. Robert Bortuzzo was put in. Craig Berube mentioned he'd like to try to get Tyler Tucker in in the game in Anaheim. Is it possible you could see a Tucker Perunovic matchup, or, or do you think they really like the idea of one veteran with one of the young guys? You know what? It's interesting. I think that, you know, Marco Scandella, if you look at the reasons why they pulled him out, wasn't necessarily because of how Marco was playing. 
it was more about, you know, he was he was doing good things, but they also wanted to get some other players in there. So to me, it would lead me to think that Marco Scandella would be back in the lineup there tomorrow. But again, I, I don't think you can pull Perunovic at this point. Uh, so it really comes down to do you want to uh, keep Tucker on the sidelines or do you want to go right back there with Marco Scandella? And I, I could totally see a, a Tyler Tucker kind of jumping right back in the mix there. You know, it would not shock me one bit to see Scott Prunovich with Pareko right off the hop tomorrow. Maybe it's a Nick Letty with a Tyler Tucker, for example. Then you have some veterans on each different pairing, mm -hmm. which is a different look as well. So uh, many options, and, and it wouldn't shock me one bit, Curbs, to see this group go back with 7D, which they have done quite a bit in the past. You know, I know that, you know, Torbchenko's minutes were a little bit Good low. Uh, of course, Bob, uh, Tammy Blaze as well. So is, is it possible they go back with that 7D set, which has been very successful for this team? Especially if Sammy Blay, who had to leave the game briefly, yes. yeah, good point. ends up being just a, a little bit nicked up there. Uh, the Blues head to uh, Anaheim and take on the Anaheim Ducks uh, down in Anaheim tomorrow night. And they'll try to right the ship there in Anaheim and avoid trying to give back so much of the ground that they built up as this road trip started with an 8-5-1 record. And it is now 8-7-1 as they head into Anaheim. All right, what do you have for the Bud Light three stars of the game in your Joe Vitale work boots? Number three here tonight, Jake Neighbors. you got the Blues goal for the number three. Number two, we're going to go with Cam Talbot with 29 saves. And the number one, you got to go with Adrian Kempe. Uh, he was a stud out there as well, one-on-one -on -one with the two points. And I'm going to go with Scott Prunovich. Talked a lot about him. I thought he took a great step here tonight. I'm going to give him the work boots here tonight, and I really hope that he continues to build his game because when it, when it looks good, it is really good and helps his team win some hockey games. All right, Joe, thank you. Let's move into the locker room now. And once again, for the second consecutive game, the captain, Braden Shen, talked to the media. Star wasn't good enough, and, you know, I cost the team two goals by careless turnovers. And I just looked at Falker, um, realized he had no stick, and then um, just hesitated and, and turned the puck over. And Lazat took it to the net and, and, uh, and made a shot on it. So, And then the second one just uh, didn't read the pressure correctly on the power play. And, um, before I know it, uh, one of their best goal scorers going down uh, on a breakaway. Before we know it, it's 3 nothing, and uh, you're not going to come uh, back or on most nights with a team like that that plays stingy defensively, that plays with structure. So that one's on me. You know, it's two games in a row where we're just giving up way too much uh, uh, too soon early on in the game or periods, and, and it's costing us. Craig Berube put his patented touch on the game as well. And we're out there, I think, you know, we got some ozone time, we take a penalty and almost kill it off, and then they scored, and we had two turnovers after that, and they scored on both of them. That's 3 nothing. They gave up that power play goal, so, you know, um, we got to have a response there and, and um, obviously make better puck plays. Um, you know, like I said, there was a couple turnovers, and they capitalized on them, and, um, you know, then we're down 3 nothing pretty quick. After the game, Craig Berube did meet with the leadership group. Here's what he's looking for from that group. A response, uh, you know, when we give up a goal or we're down a goal or two is uh, just, you know, a, bit, a better response from those guys and um, grabbing the team and, you know, um, getting a better response out of it. So that's the bottom line. We've got to be able to come back in games. And, um, you know, so the last two games, we haven't done a good job of that. Well, there you have the head coach, Craig Berube's thoughts on last night's game. Now, each and every podcast, we bring you the thoughts of Tim Woodburn, a veteran hockey broadcaster of 12 seasons. He's covered major minor league sports for 30 years. He's a huge Blues fan. He's a St. Louis and he's a good friend. Here's Tim Woodburn on last night's loss in L.A. Hey, Chris, tonight was a tough game to watch. I mean, they beat the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning 13-2, and then they'll lose to the San Jose Sharks and the LA Kings 10-1. And the very next two games after that, somebody in the 
the NHL stats department has to come up with the last time that kind of stat has ever happened in the history of the NHL. If the Blues don't get their power play together, they're in danger of being the worst power play possibly in the history of the NHL. Hopefully they can get it together. Both teams had 30 shots on goal. Five went in, one went in. They play okay. They just don't forecheck. They don't generate a lot of penalties. They don't generate power plays. And when they do, they can't get it done. So that has to be fixed real quick and like right now. Reporting for Curbside Reaction, this is Tim Woodburn. All right, Tim, thank you very much. Well, time now for my three takeaways. That's how we wrap up Curbside each and every podcast. And let's start with the power play. The power play was 0 for 3. And yes, for the first 16 games of the season, this has been an issue. It looked like that Colorado game when the Blues put up a couple power play goals in their 8-2 win that the power play was turning a corner, but it has not done so. As a matter of fact, in the third period, the Blues finally juggled up the power play and changed some of the personnel from that top power play unit. However, the three power play goals that they've scored, two from Butchnevich, one from Braden Shen, have come from that top power play unit. But the biggest issue is it just hasn't been a difference maker. Can you win without a power play? You can win without a very good power play. But there will be games where the power play can make a difference. And last night, when the Blues fell behind by a score of 2-0, the power play could have made it 2-1 and changed the complexion of the game. Instead, not only did it not make it 2-1, it gave up a shorthanded goal, and it was 3-0, and the game was pretty much lost at that point. In some way, shape, or form, the power play is going to have to find a way to be a difference maker, or it can be hard to string win after win after win. You do need it to help you out from time to time, even if it's not one of the best power plays in the league. Observation number two. Well, if you look at the Blues road record right now after going 0-2 on this road trip, they are now 2-5-1 and and only have a total of five points on the road this season. Now, last year, the Blues were 19-21-1 on the road, but the road record is going to have to get better. They're going to have to find a way to find success on the road. Sometimes it's just as good as being 500 on the road, and if you're really good at home, you can do that. The Blues have been really good at home, but you cannot afford if you're going to make the playoffs in the National Hockey League to be below 500 if you're not excellent on home. That road record has to make a difference. Now, one of the challenges for the Blues, and this is not an excuse, this is just a reality, except for the opening road trip to Dallas, the one game off to Dallas, every single road trip that the St. Louis Blues have had so far this season has required them to change time zones. And except for the two trips to Colorado, where it's only been a one hour time zone difference, every other road trip has the Blues going out to the Pacific time zone. And there's been a couple of time zone changes that have really created some issues. It's also had the Blues getting back at some awkward times from the road. Now again, the Blues have been good at home, but nonetheless, that's just a nugget. It's not an excuse. The Blues are gonna have to find a way to find success on the road to make it easier for them to stay above 500 and keep inching closer to a potential playoff spot and finally my number one takeaway from the game last night and whether this is fair or unfair in terms of singling out players there's one area of the blues lineup that definitely looks early on like it needs more consistency and that is frankly the right wing whether it be jacob verana in the top six whether it be jordan Kyrie, whether it be even we saw jake neighbors with the goal top to bottom from the right wing maybe the most consistent player has been jake neighbors but in the top nine it's pretty much been verana kapanen and 
Jordan Cairo. There hasn't been enough production coming from that aspect of the lineup for the St. Louis Blues. At some point in time, those guys are going to have to start finding a way to be more impactful on the offensive side of it. But if they're not, they've got to be able to cut down on the turnover end of it as well. Yeah, there were a lot of turnovers in last night's game, but that right wing side is an area where the St. Louis Blues just have not had enough consistent play game in, game out, whether it be on the defensive side of puck or the offensive side of the puck to help the lineup out. And that is an area that you look to see if they can improve on and be more impactful as this road trip goes on. Well, those are my takeaways and thank you for tuning in to Curbside Reaction, your next day post-game podcast featuring everything Blues. Next up for the Blues, quick turnaround tonight, Blues against the Anaheim Ducks, 7 o'clock St. Louis time faceoff. We'll have the game for you on the St. Louis Blues Radio Network. And of course, if you miss any aspect of the game coming up tomorrow, we'll have another edition of Curbside Reaction as we break down the game against the Anaheim Ducks. Thanks again. Have a great Sunday, everybody. I'm Chris Kerber. Enjoy your day, and we will see you at the rink.